You're listening to Self-Propelled, a podcast that explores the process of turning ideas into reality and the secrets behind keeping up momentum once you've started. I'm Dave Cornthwaite, and for 15 years I've experimented my way through a series of personal and social adventures, including Expedition 1000, a self-set mission to complete 25 different non-motorized journeys, each over 1,000 miles. I also founded the Yes Tribe, an optimistic community bonded by the idea of making the most of their time and potential, often by saying yes more. Join me for stories and conversations with self-starters, athletes and entrepreneurs who need nothing more than a good idea to add a little fuel to that pilot light burning deep within us all. Welcome back to the Self-Propelled podcast. Anna Lundberg is the founder of One Step Outside, where she helps experienced professionals around the world build businesses and create a lifestyle that allows them an unimagined sense of freedom outside of the nine to five. Since leaving her corporate marketing job in 2013, she's now reimagining what success looks like, and she's passionate about inspiring and supporting others to do the same. Anna, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Dave. Such a pleasure. Let's set the scene. What part of the world are you in and what does the room look like that you're in right now? Oh, I'm not going to tell you what the room looks like. It's a complete tip. I'm um, living out of a suitcase at my parents in Surrey. So I came down just before the lockdown here in London um, to my parents. So we're here for the foreseeable future. So you have a little bit more space than you would do if you were deep in the heart of London. Yes, definitely. A few more rooms and a garden and some nice walks along the river and so on. How how are you feeling mentally, first of all, about about coronavirus? We're talking on March 25th, around about lunchtime, and the country is fairly fast going into lockdown. The streets are empty and uh, and so are many people's schedules. Is this how, how, how does this feel? Are you still able to work from home? So feeling wise, to be honest, I had some dips. I mean, I think I was one of the people who underestimated. I, I was very casual about everything. I tend not to listen to the news so much. So I've been quite protected for a while. Um, I happened to watch Boris Johnson's announcement live on Monday and that threw me off a little bit. So I have to say it's been a bit tough the last few days. It just feels like suddenly things have gone into a different gear. Um, in terms of my lifestyle and my work, it's, to be honest, exactly the same, apart from the fact that I've shifted now. So I've been working location independently, completely from home online for years um, I've got my 10 month old daughter with me so you know I've got to follow her routine anyway um, and all my work is completely online so I do you know corporate trainings and webinars online my coaching calls are online I do writing so it sounds a bit flippant but in a way sort of the day-to-day routine hasn't really changed much. What does a normal day look like for you therefore? Well, it's the same. Yes, I've, I've almost, uh, to the point of ridiculousness, stuck with the same thing. I'm getting up and showering and putting on makeup, even though nobody's going to see me. I just haven't quite um, realised that I can now be a bit more casual. But yeah, I'm trying to stick to the same thing. So I get up, I, um, yeah, we have breakfast, I check my emails, I record some videos or podcasts, um, try to do our one daily bout of exercise that we're allowed to do now in the morning, because that sort of sets me up mental health wise, I guess. It's quite tough to stay indoors otherwise, and it's such beautiful weather. Um, and then I have, yeah, in the afternoon, I have lots of coaching calls and things as well. You, you mentioned doing doing a few things that you don't necessarily need to, but there's there's so many people who are listening in here who are either self-employed, freelancers, or they're just working out how to spend days and days alone at home for the first time. Would you Would you say that getting into a routine, a schedule, is a really important thing to do, both for your mental uh, health as as well as work? 
Yeah, 100%. When I first left my job, it was back in 2013, I rebelled completely against any structural routine. And while it was amazing for a while not to set the alarm and just to sort of read and go for walks and explore the world, I realized after a while it can, you know, the days drag on and you feel a bit unsatisfied, you haven't achieved anything. And actually the freedom that I talk about and the freedom that we all want, I think, comes from having an element of structure. It's a bit ironic, but I think having a bit of a framework is what then frees up our time because otherwise we could end up working you know being always on but not quite getting anything done but also never quite having relaxed time so i think if even if you give yourself they say actually that you know two or three hours of productive work is the most anyone gets done even in a normal so-called nine to five so if you block your calendar to work those two or three hours then you can be completely off the rest of the time rather than you know being sort of half-heartedly checking your emails a little bit having a few calls and just daytime evening weekends it's just going to blur into one so as much as it sounds amazing maybe if you're suddenly working from home and you're free and you could do anything you want I would encourage you to still get up do your exercise you know have your little routine that you do every day I think it does help you stay sane and helps you actually make progress as well with your projects whether work or personal as you were building your own routine uh, obviously you know it doesn't happen happen on day one of a freelance life how did how did you organize yourself do you have a to-do list do you use a certain app like Trello or Wonderlist do you have post-it notes up on the wall how do you <laughs> yeah I have Asana um, which I'm very much a basic user of I'm sure there's much more I can do with it but I have over time managed to set up you know recurring tasks for things I do regularly and I just brain dumps. It just helps me not sort of stress about things because I just put it down there. I'm getting a bit more organized in terms of having projects and, and deadlines and that kind of thing. The other thing for me is having it in my calendar. So I have for years sort of learned how to turn my to-do list into actual calendar appointments. So hmm. it's treating your own work as if it was an appointment with someone else. Because of course, if you had, you know, this call we had at one o'clock, we're going to turn up on time. I'm not going to cancel it. Whereas when we're doing our own things, it's so easy to say, oh, no, you know what, I'm a bit tired, I'll do something else. Whereas if you block your calendar, you know, I've got, you know, nine till 10, I'll check my emails, I'll send messages to my clients, whatever, 10 to 11, I record this, then it's sort of somehow you actually make progress through your list rather than just looking at this ridiculously overwhelming list of things to do and, and um, not actually making any progress. What's your relationship with email? Do you use that as a type of to-do list or, 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 or do you do that elsewhere? Oh, I mean, in theory, again, this training that I did years ago in my corporate world, ironically, which helped me sort of translate tasks into calendars, calendar appointments, did teach us the whole inbox zero concept. And I actually teach webinars on time management and not use your inbox as a to-do list. However, obviously I slip as well and I'm a bit, you know, I certainly have still some some emails in there that I think like, oh, I should do those and I don't. But I generally I have quite a good relationship. I, I turn off the mail apps. I've turned off all the notifications on my phone. I check in sort of first thing in the morning, lunchtime and the evening. So I'm not living mm -hmm. out of it. And that's definitely a tip for, I guess, people who are used to being in a corporate world. Hopefully now you can take a little step back so you're not just hysterically checking your emails all the time. Definitely take control. Other people do not demand your time just by sending an email. Take, mm -hmm. take me back to before you left your corporate marketing job in 2013 what were you doing uh within that job and and what was the what was the final nudge over the edge yeah it's such a good question um i think i had initially well i know i had initially studied development and international relations and i wanted to work at the un i'd done some work there but i'd sort of accidentally as many people do ended up in a private marketing job so 
I was at Procter & Gamble in Geneva and Switzerland. It was amazing. They, at the time, at least pre-recession and so on, you know, there was so much money and it was fun parties and conferences and everyone was young, learned so much, um, you know, work-wise. It was interesting, but fundamentally there was always a bit, bit of a disconnect for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I'd wanted to, I say this flippantly, but help children in Africa and I ended up selling perfumes to, you know, Western Europeans. So spotty teenagers, as we said, it wasn't quite aligned with my sort of life purpose. Um, so there's always a bit of a disconnect. And then I think it was just sort of seven years into it. I'd done a bit of a kind of design creator role. I'd done a bit of a commercial operations role. I gen- generally felt like I'd got what I could out of it. And there was no obvious next role for me. So things just kind of aligned. I asked for a sabbatical, travel to South America by myself. And half through, halfway through that, I, after much soul searching and so on, called up and I quit, not really knowing what to do next. So there wasn't really like I didn't burn out. There wasn't like a, I hate my job. It was just a snowball effect I guess over a certain number of years. So what was that process after you handed in your notice you know you still say that you you didn't quite have your your life purpose laid out ahead of you what what were the steps how long did it take before you ended up doing what you're doing now? Oh it took quite some time there were some twists and turns along the way and I initially I just had a vague idea of wanting to travel more I wanted to write more and i thought of maybe working for myself but I had no idea what that meant I'd never really been sort of interested I hadn't studied business I didn't know much about being an entrepreneur initially I was tempted into going to interviews as many people are I thought oh maybe if I just change industry it'll be more interesting um but then I did within a few months I did officially set up my business for 12 pounds or whatever it was at company's house um and I was lucky for the first couple of years because I'd had this digital marketing expertise it was relatively new still and I had a good network so completely by word of mouth I got some really good contracts but I think in fact it was you if I remember correctly Dave when I met you at a conference years ago who said to me that I had sort of latched onto the closest safety net or like um, life rafts you know I'd sort of jumped off the boat to head to the paradise island but I hadn't quite made it I just kind of latched onto the next thing so it was still too close to what I was doing before I was still doing the same corporate work you know, stressed, having the same commute to clients and so on. So I sort of stopped doing that. And then I went through what I call my hippie phase when I did lots of adventures and traveled around the world and had an amazing time spending money and not really earning money. Um, And then it was after that that I finally last, I'd say, I think, well, I started the coaching 2015. So I guess now it's actually almost five years, but I'd say three, four years, I've been really taking the business seriously, but trying to combine the business and marketing expertise on the one side with all the fun things, the writing, the travel, the life purpose, on the other hand. Does, does uh, Hippie Anna ever slip back in? <laughs> oh, I, she she's still there. <laughs> she definitely, I mean, I look at my photo of me paddleboarding on the Mississippi with sort of dreamy eyes. I think now, of course, the whole travel thing is a bit um, far off. Ironically, my um, boyfriend has quit his nine to five in December and we had all these ideas of <laughs> finally, you know, getting out of our comfort zones again and doing something a bit crazy. Now we're a bit limited again. Um, and also I'm going to use my little daughter as an excuse, but it's a bit hard to, it's a bit harder to just, you know, I'm not single and, and free and easy as I was before, but I mean, it's definitely there on the radar and hopefully there'll still be room for some adventure and, um, and fun times. How do, how do you, obviously there's, there's a, a bit of a, a timeline and, and a, a learning path when you, when you end up being totally responsible for your own income, your own business, your own calendar, your own day to day. How are you balancing that with your with your partner who's who's only recently uh, come in come into this this freedom of time? 
Well, he's um, he hasn't quite decided what he wants to do yet, so he's very free with his time at the moment, which works out well for me. And um, he's looking at doing some property stuff, which obviously at the moment is a bit on hold as well. Um, so it's been a massive difference for me the last few months. I've been able to focus much more on my work, but still have lots of time with them, which is really nice. We'll have to see, I think, as he thinks about what he wants to do, how he can set up. He really wants to have something very flexible so that he can pick her up from school and that kind of thing. So hopefully we'll look at some creative way of, of balancing things around. Talking of, of of things being on hold, uh, obviously there's there's no way of knowing when coronavirus is going to gently go away from our, our day-to-day lives. How has it affected you? Well, I mean, personally, as with everybody, I'm just, there is, and I'm usually a very laid-back, relaxed person and resilient, and I don't sort of worry about things. There is definitely that sort of low level of anxiety, I guess, buzzing along. Um, concern for, you know, my older parents, concern for people in my closer group, well, everybody, of course, who are in vulnerable, high-risk groups. Um, obviously, it concerns all of us in terms of our businesses. I said at the beginning that it hasn't changed very much. I mean, I do all the work online, which is amazing because, obviously, logistically, that's possible. I also work specifically with people with online businesses, helping them, ironically, develop their business model and resilience to deal with uncertainty and this kind of thing, which I think is needed now more than ever. Um, and I'm trying to focus on the opportunities, but I think, you know, we all have to be incredibly kind to ourselves and patient because I see lots of messages, either sort of complete disaster, the world's going to end kind of messages, or at the other end, I see in the business world, lots of people saying, this is your opportunity, lean in, push yourself, launch more than ever. And that's also quite overwhelming. So I think we have to kind of balance being really kind to ourselves, focusing on what we can control, don't rush into any sort of massive dramatic life-changing decisions take each day as it comes but also focus on the possibilities of actually stepping up you know you're a leader of community you have a massive opportunity and and you're doing that with the podcast now and so on to be that sort of source of guidance and reassurance and inspiration and I think all of us if we are certainly self-employed we have an opportunity we have maybe a Facebook group or an email list or a podcast whatever it is we have that opportunity to bring people together and hopefully that's one of the positives that will come from this I think that everyone seems to be for once we're all experiencing the exact same thing mm. however rich whatever country we're in which is an incredible place to be in. How important is it beyond you know setting a very simple schedule day to day to keep ourselves in check how important is it to for each of us to to find a purpose big or small uh, useful or or almost kind of nicely self-indulgent just to keep us going day to day. There's so many people who are spending a lot of time at home and will be for the next few weeks, maybe even months. Um, how, how, how do we build that resilience through purpose? Yeah, so important. And I think people are fast realising that as tempting as it sounds to do lots of binge Netflix watching, that gets old pretty quickly. Um, luckily, the weather's really nice. We can go outside and hopefully, and lots of people are doing, you know, my mum group is doing like Zoom calls and everyone's getting quite tech savvy, which is quite fun. Um, one of my favourite books is Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. He was a Holocaust survivor and he talks about how, you know, it's not happiness or pleasure. It's really meaning that gives you that purpose obviously but gives you that direction gives you the reason to live to survive and I think in this kind of environment then that is more important than ever so whether it's as you said a small purpose for the day I'm going to do my one exercise a day I'm going to read this book I'm going to you know learn a new skill or if it's a bigger purpose again if you have a business there's an opportunity to keep creating content keep showing up keep growing so that even if right now maybe things aren't going as well as you'd hoped you'll keep the message keep um, 
keep being consistent in everything so that then you're ready to pick back up. You haven't disappeared completely off the face of the earth in the meantime. So finding something, bringing people together, focusing on your business, learning a new skill, I think is, is going to help us all, as you said, develop that resilience and give us a reason for, for getting out of bed in the morning. What does resilience look like to you? Uh, if you if you had to define it to to somebody who hasn't necessarily thought about the term before, uh, how would you express it, and why is it important? I just taught a webinar on it this morning, so I'm going to take the Latin <laughs> definition of resilience, which is to recoil or to rebound. So it's literally being able to bounce back from adversity. So it's the things we've been talking about, you know, focusing on what you can control, being adaptable, being able to be flexible with things, and being solution focused I think is really important you know there's an element of acceptance we're all in this situation we can't control there's a graphic going on floating around social media that you may have seen that you know there's things that we can't control whether other people follow the rules whether there's toilet paper in the shop how long the pandemic lasts and so on there's things we can control which is the actions we're taking the outlook we're you know approaching this with and so on so I think focusing on what we can control looking to the positive I know it's really hard but you know there are always opportunities um and above all taking care of ourselves I know self-care is such a trendy word but if we're not you know I didn't sleep very well last night and I'm just feeling a little bit less optimistic today if we're not sleeping eating well exercising all those normal things we're just not going to be equipped to bounce back so and in fact what we just said in terms of the purpose you know having that bigger drive is going to help us see these things yes they're setbacks minor major setbacks but they are sort of detours and eventually we're still moving towards however slowly and towards that bigger purpose that we have Mm, anything to take our minds off the worry and stress certainly that Mm. time that this brings Anna, there's, you, you mentioned opportunity uh, a little while ago. There's there's so many people out there thinking, oh, maybe this is the time. Now I have some time that I start my new business. Maybe this is this is an ideal chance for you to pitch. How do you how do you work with with new and um, and existing business owners? And what what do you, what does your business one step outside offer? Oh, thank you. Well, I hope it is an opportunity where people see that there are more chances. If anything, you know, people who already have a business, I always preach, you know, diversifying income streams. And so a lot of freelancers, unfortunately, are finding now that the one type of client they were working with, you know, unfortunately, many sectors are being very hard impacted. So all the things I've been trying to push in the past, I think, are all the more important now. And in fact, you know, resilience, as we talked about, is a really key mindset piece. Um, And I hope people do see the opportunity especially those of you who are lucky enough to have more time on your hands, maybe don't have young children at home and you have an opportunity. Maybe you've had something you thought, you know, I'd love to launch a podcast or I'd love to help people with this, whatever it is. Obviously, if you have some downtime, this is an incredible opportunity to do that. I would always start with um, taking a step back and really reflecting on what success looks like for you. That's sort of my focus, which really means big picture don't just rush into, oh, I could do marketing consulting because I'm a marketing manager. You know, that was my mistake. But really thinking about what do you want your life to look like from a big picture perspective? What, you know, do you want to be out and about in the world when we're eventually allowed to be out and about again? Do you want to be working individually with people, in person, online, um, with big groups of people, all the, you know, skills you want to use? If you've heard of the concept of the ikigai, um, it's this Japanese Okinawan concept, um, again, the graphic that often circulates on social media, but the four circles of the work that you're really good at, the work that you love to do, the work that really makes a difference in the world. 
and work that you can monetize because this is not a hobby or a charity it's really a business so if you can begin by really exploring all those things and seeing you'll begin to see patterns of how it could potentially fit together so my advice would always be start by big picture give yourself the time especially now that we have time to explore what would really excite you because setting up a business is going to be hard work it's going to take time it's going to take money so you want to make sure that you're not heading down the wrong direction wasting that time and money um, and building something you know that might be successful on paper but isn't going to bring you any meaningful satisfaction or success so really reimagining success and I work with um, people individually to help them work out what that is I also have a couple of group programs where we sort of work through the steps of actually taking that idea and running with it. So building the business, building that long-term brand, um, and above all, doing all the things we talked about in terms of setting up the routine, making it work, sort of work-life integration, making it work for whatever your personal situation is. It's almost as though you were reading that from a script, and I know you weren't. I've interviewed, I've interviewed so many life and business coaches uh, over the years, and you have me totally and utterly sold i'm i'm going to spend a, a few hours on your website later on this week oh thank you that means a lot <laughs> i'm really happy to hear that anna thanks so much for giving us some of your time i know uh, life continues for you at home uh, with the baby so we're going to let you go now but thanks so much for for giving us your wisdom today thank you dave stay safe if you'd like to check out what anna's work really means then head to one step outside Please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you enjoy the podcast, I'd love it if you could leave a thoughtful review. Stay tuned for a feast of inspirational guests and tales that I very much hope will encourage you to begin your own new journey.